Okay, so this morning is Vision Sunday, where each year we focus on the year to come and think about what God has got in store for us. And of course, this comes in our broader uh, mission of making committed followers of Jesus, that that's our big picture mission and something that we're really seeking to move forward in. Now, over the last year, well, over the last year, actually, we've had a buzzard um, gradually come into our garden. Um, the buzzard, uh, first of all, was perching. I think we saw it flying over first, and we saw it perching on the oak tree at the end of our garden, which is just outside of our garden, bordering onto the park. Uh, and then over the last uh, year, gradually it's come closer and closer to the point uh, the other day where Ali actually saw it. I think it was on the climbing frame, kids' climbing frame um, uh, in the garden. And just something there about, uh, about vision, that actually as things come closer, they become clearer, but whether they uh, become clearer or wherever they are, they are still there. And uh, w- one of the uh, things that um, Ali had last Christmas was a pair of binoculars, and obviously that could make it even more clear. And so this picture of a, a boy with a, a telescope, um, not with a shotgun that I think Andrew was suggesting, um, <laughs> um, but uh, with a telescope, just that picture of being able to see clearly. And I hope this morning there's something of that, but I need to add very quickly that it won't be crystal clear in the sense of everything that's going to happen. I'm painting a big picture, and we've got some ideas of some things we want to go. But we want this to be an organic vision that is developing and that is growing in our hearts and minds, individually and corporately as a church. And that both means as we gather together as the people of God Sunday by Sunday, but also as we're dispersed during the week. And so what it means over our day-to-day lives in what we do. But as we do this... Um, it's very easy to always look forwards, isn't it? And I think as Christians, sometimes we're very good at beating ourselves up about what we're not doing or about, about what we need to do, and we forget to celebrate the good things that have happened already. And so I just want to take a bit of, a, bit of time just to paint the picture of, uh, of, the, of the recent journey. Of course, we're part of a much bigger journey. This church has been here for at least 200 years, um, but just over the sort of last four years or so, and, and paint a bit of that picture, and also give thanks to God for some things specifically over 2018. So um, in 2015, we set out, didn't we, our, our mission to make committed followers of Jesus. And over that time, we've really sought to move forward uh, in that mission. And as we've talked about this, we've thought about sort of a jigsaw puzzle, which we're going to have up now. And so some different things within that puzzle are beginning to take shape. But you can see also in the jigsaw puzzle in the middle, there are still gaps. And so there are still things that are going to be added on to the sides and in the middle as we seek to move forward. But if you remember in 2015, we thought about our foundations and particularly that passage from the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus said about the wise and foolish builders. And we want to be a church, don't we, who build on the solid rock who is Jesus. He is the one who gives us all that we need. In 2016, we um, had a bit of a focus on the book of Ephesians and over the three terms of the year, we focused on sit. Uh, walk and stand, sit, this idea of our identity, who we are in Christ, and then thinking about what it is to walk out the Christian's faith, what it looks like to live day by day under Jesus, and then finally stand, you know, the armour of God, what it is to stand in the authority that God has given us. And then in 2017, where we were having a bit of a sharper focus of our vision focus, uh, we started to think about what is the one thing, what is the one thing that God is calling us to? And of course, that was all around seeking his, his presence, his priority, and his purpose. And uh, the vision verse for that year was, one thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek 
that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. And then finally, as we look back, we had last year, which was our vision focus of loving community, 2018, where we particularly thought about what it is to love one another within the church community, but also what it is to love those who are outside the church. And we had our vision verse for that year, which was, by this all people will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. And it's been really encouraging to hear some of the encouragements from 2018, hearing some of the different things that we've got up to, and I'm just going to list a few here. I hasten to add immediately, I'm not listing them all, and so if there are others that you feel should be listed here, share them over coffee or over lunch, and let's, uh, let's encourage one another with the great things that God is doing. And so the first thing I want to share is that we had Come to Lunch Sunday, which was a new initiative, and that was a great opportunity for us to eat um, with one another in each other's homes. And we had uh, over 100 people attending uh, Come to Lunch Sunday, which I think is just amazing um, that we are sharing that hospitality uh, with one another. We also had the launch of Welcome Evenings. This was a chance for those new to the church to receive hospitality and hear about the vision of the church. And they were, that was really well received, and we're going to continue to do that Um, Also, we had an older people's interest afternoon where over 30 people attended and we had coming out of that both the relaunch of our uh, parish lunch, which happens uh, monthly, I think it's on the uh, first uh, Thursday of the month, it's all in the newsletter, and uh, also we're partnering with with Good Neighbours Project, we're going to be exploring that and looking at particularly um, visiting both those in the parish but also those who don't come to the church as well. Also, Youth Alpha has been running for the older young people, which has been a great way to engage some of our older teenagers. Also, um, we've had new people joining the church, which is really exciting to see. Um, we had the appointment of Izzy Pamley, our new children and families worker, which again has been amazing just to see the development in our children and families work over this past year. Also, uh, we've had uh, people training in church leadership. We've had uh, Anne join us, who joined us as some lighter student the previous year, but uh, joined us as curates from, uh, from July. I'm looking for Anne. There she is over there. Welcome, Anne. Good to see you. And she will be joining us. Uh, she'll be coming back to work um, in a few months' time, and I know she's uh, looking forward to that. Um, and uh, it's great to um, have her with us, but also Rachel as well, some lighter student who joined us in September. It's been great having Rachel with us and just sharing ministry and getting involved with stuff. So a real sense of God um, training people up here in what it is um, to display loving community um, in the future as they lead churches in the future. Uh, Also, we've had a development of our schools work in the parish, and so we've been working across four schools, and uh, Izzy was sending me the statistics, and we've um, worked with over a 1,000 children over this past year, and we don't count double if we work with the same child twice. Okay, so that's a 1,000 different children across four schools um, bringing the message of Jesus, sharing the good news. Many of those children coming into this church. Izzy, Izzy doing lessons in school, talking about her faith. It's just tremendous the way God is building his kingdom in our parish um, through this work. Also, we've continued to seek to develop our partnerships with... Um, with outside organisations, building stronger relationships, inviting people in. Um, we've had visits from Open Doors, Hope Coventry, Food Bank, Open the Book, 
and Coventry City Mission. And we're going to continue to invite different groups in. And uh, interestingly, um, had an email <coughs> yesterday. Um, it was actually sent to Roger and I was copied in. Um, just saying thank you, a big thank you to us from Hope Coventry for the, the finances that we, we offer and the relationship we have. They see it as a great blessing as they seek to um, really develop uh, uh, projects in the city. And Hope is very much a partnership across churches um, in the city and just seeing some amazing work happen. And I want to say thank you to all of us for all those things because all those things have happened because together we've worked as a team. As I say to my kids, you know, together everyone achieves more. I have to think for a minute for the last one. Together everyone achieves more. And there's that sense as we work together, as we pull our resources in all kinds of different ways, that God ministers in amazing ways. So thank you to every person here who's contributed in some way to building that vision over 2018. And we praise God in that, don't we? We give thanks to God for what he's done in and through that. Now, as we move forward to 2019, I just want to sort of paint a picture a bit of, of where um, things have, uh, uh, the journey we've been on to get to this point of the vision for 2019. Back in July, I spent a couple of days, had a retreat, and went away just to really listen to God. I felt like a real, really pious vicar. I thought, yeah, I'm being really holy here. I'm going away by myself to pray. Do you know what? I came back without anything to bring to you. I'm really sorry. Don't worry, I've got something in a minute to bring. But just let me explain the story. And uh, I had a really good time, very prayerful time, good time to engage with God. But I didn't really come back with anything that I sensed God had laid on my heart to bring to a wider group to really pray and think this through. And uh, as I went away to New Wine and on, on a holiday, it was at that point that things just started to emerge and bubble up of what God was laying on my heart to really bring to a wider team. And um, this since has been tested by uh, the leadership team. We've worked it through with the, the PCC and a wider group as well to really sort of prayerfully discern what is it that God is calling us to. Because this isn't just about one person's vision. It's not about just a, group, a small group of people's vision. It's about all of our vision together that corporately we own this so that together we can press forward into what God has got in store for us. And so what is this vision that we believe that God is calling us to? Well, it's two very simple words. Draw near. Draw near. And it's based on the verse from James 4.8. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Very simple words. Words we're probably familiar with, but highly profound. Just think about God in Jesus, who's drawn near to us. And I've done this before, but often we think about God's steps. They must be massive, far bigger than that. But our steps to him are small. But our drawing near is on the base of his giant step towards us in Jesus Christ, that Jesus has paid the ultimate price for each one of us. And in that drawing near to us, he invites each and every one of us here this morning to draw near to us. He doesn't coerce us. He doesn't force us. But he invites us to draw near to him. Draw near to God and he will draw near to him. I hasten to add that we don't have this focus because I see it as a great void or a great lacking at St. James. Actually, in fact, I see a great hunger, hunger and a great vibrancy for God. I see it in our Sunday worship as we come to encounter him with an expectancy and a desire to meet I see it in an openness to both being wanting to pray for and also praying for one another. 
I see it in people sharing stories. Wasn't it wonderful at the beginning of our worship today just to hear all those different stories of what God is doing? Some of those really exciting things, some of that sense also of God being present in the hardship as well. God is with us. I see it in other places in our church as well. I see it as we meet in small groups, as we look at scripture and pray and enjoy community. I see it as people seek to put their faith into practice in the workplace. You know, I love hearing stories when people say, oh, you know, Josh, you know, I'm just seeing God working in this way in my workplace. And it may just simply be the values of the kingdom coming through in, uh, in what you're doing in your workplace. It's great to see the ways in which God is working through us as we draw near to us. And so this draw near vision is all about us discovering more of who God is. You know, whose experience of God is good? I assume most of us because we're here this morning. And who wants to see more of the goodness of God? And how do we do that? We do that by drawing near to him, not on the basis of who we are, but on the basis of who he is and all that he has to offer us. And I believe that actually as we draw near to God, that we ourselves will be transformed. And as we are transformed... So we'll bring that transformation to others. And I believe, actually, as we press into this vision for 2019, it's not just about us enjoying it, which we will and I pray we do, but it's about us making a difference, a difference for one another, but also a difference beyond these four walls and seeing God pour out his spirit um, in Stichel, Coventry, and beyond. And so I want to encourage us to all engage with this vision focus and there's a lot to unpack in this and I'm not going to do it all this morning but just to say um, that there are going to be some key themes that we're going to unpack over the next uh, four weeks, uh, next six weeks rather. Um, firstly, Boz and I are going to do an ov- overview of the whole Bible and think about what draw near looks like in the whole swathe of scripture and I'm going to focus particularly on the Old Testament, Boz is going to focus on the New Testament Um, I I hasten to add it's not going to be a detailed sermon of the Old Testament, just in case you were worried. Um, But going to give you an outline of, you know, what what is God saying about draw near throughout the Old Testament? What is God saying about draw near in the New Testament? And, uh, of course, there will be speakers at the Grange as well who will be unpacking um, this as well over the next couple of weeks. And then uh, beyond that, we're going to focus on the life of Moses And think about his life and how he followed God. And picking up on four key themes that a group of us really discerned and believe that God is calling us into as we draw near. And the first is raising expectations. Raising expectations. The second is breaking down barriers and mindsets. The third is cultivating passion and hunger. And the fourth is developing humility and purity. Okay, so just to give you a bit of a taste of what we're going to be looking at, and all of that couched in the understanding that God wants us to draw near and He wants us to encounter more of what He's got in store for us. And then moving into uh, the, the Lent period and, and going into Easter, we're going to focus on Romans chapter 8 and think particularly about the promises of God. You know, I love Romans 8, there's so many promises packed in that one chapter. And we're just going to unpack those over um, a number of weeks and just think about, you know, what is God saying to us about these promises? Do you know, ever find yourself that sometimes you're in a mindset or a, a way of thinking that prevents you from moving forward? And we just want to break down some of those mindsets that prevent us from drawing near to God. 
And so tangibly, some people like the sort of tangibility of what, you know, what is this going to look like in terms of some fresh opportunities. So there are five fresh opportunities that we're going to be offering. Um, the first is that we're going to be running the uh, prayer course, um, which is going to be running up uh, through Lent. We're going to do it uh, in the church centre and opportunity for small groups to come along if they want to. If you're not part of a small group, you can still come along and join another group. That would be great, and more details of that will be publicised very soon. Secondly, we've got some praise and prayer evenings at the evening service. We're going to be running one of these um, each uh, term, and this is an opportunity for us to really uh, seek God in prayer and worship, to really intercede. And I know some of us here have a real heart for prayer, and that's a real opportunity for us to gather together in that. Um, Also, we're going to be launching Thy Kingdom Come here at St. James. This is something that's been going on for a number of years. And Thy Kingdom Come is a way in which we just really pray for people who don't know Jesus. And uh, Rachel's going to be guiding us through that at the time um, in uh, the the summer term. And that's a great opportunity for us really to be intercessing and praying and drawing near to God so that we can see others come to know him. Um, Fourthly, there is Celebration Sunday for Children, which is starting today. They're out there now in the church centre, and that's an opportunity for some worship, um, for some prayer, and some real engagement around what it is to encounter God. Part of the vision behind taking on a children and families work was to really develop that sense of encounter and engagement with God, to build on the strong foundations that are already there. And this is part of the fruit of it, so it's great to see that launched Um, And fifthly and finally, which I see as a really key element within our draw near vision, is next step, okay? Can we just all say that together so it lodges in our mind? Next step, next step. This idea that the faith journey is a series of steps, okay? We're on a journey. You know, when I walked to church this morning, I didn't kind of somehow um, uh, beam here like you do in Star Trek. I wish I could, actually, sometimes. But, um, but, but actually, it's a step-by-step. I had to walk here. And some of our steps are bigger than others. Some of us step faster than others. Some of us are closer to our destination than others. But wherever we are, we need to take a next step to travel towards our destination. And this is what I want us to think about um, this year, is think about how do we, as followers of Christ, take that next step towards Jesus? You know, are we being intentional? Are we actually thinking, right, I want to grow in my relationship with Jesus. What's the next step that I take to grow in that? And so um, next week, we're going to have a whole load of next step cards um, that we've, we've done. Jonty's uh, put those together. Jonty, by the way, just to say thank you to him, because he's done a whole load of work around our, uh, around our uh, vision focus and the branding around it. So I'm really thankful to him. Um, for that and uh, so, so we'll have that and we've got this little, um, this little logo next steps you'll see that around as well um, just to help us to, to focus our minds but even now I just want to really encourage us to be thinking about what is the next step for me as I seek to grow my relationship with Jesus and you know just, just have a think write it down and then just try and take that step And I hope over this year that there are many steps we take, not just one, but many, but we've got to start with one step. And let's see where God takes us. Okay, at this point, I just want to turn to our passage in Hebrews just to very briefly pick up on some of what this next, uh, this draw-near vision is focused around, okay? And so the first question I want to ask from this passage is, in draw-near, what is it 
that we are invited to. What is it that we're invited to? Well, if we read Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 19, it says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place. Now, when a Jew read that in first century, they had been astounded. What, me? I've been invited into the most holy place. The most holy place was the third quarter uh, the, 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 the third um, destination within the temple um, you had the outer bit then you had the inner chamber then you had the holy of holies and it's in that place that God is inviting us to come to engage with him in intimate relationship we are called into that place that's the destination that's where we are already in one sense but he's calling us deeper into that holy place that is where we're called as we draw near secondly what is the basis of that draw near. You know, the danger with draw near is that it feels like it could be about us. And I think I've painted already that our draw near is in response to the fact that he is drawn near to us already. And so our step is in response to his step. But I want to make it, make it explicitly clear. If we look at this passage in Hebrews chapter 20 and verse 19, it says, by the blood of Jesus. It's by the blood of Jesus, by the sacrificial death of Jesus on the cross, paying for all of our sin and our shame, releasing us from the code of the law and releasing us from death, that one day we'll be with him forever, that we are called into this living hope. A new and living way, Hebrews says, opened up for us through the curtain. That is his body. So next question I want to ask is, how are we invited to draw near? And this is really exciting. Listen to this. Verse 22, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Firstly, we're invited to draw near on the basis of a sincere heart. You know, as we come to St. James on a Sunday morning, we don't have to come with a pretense We don't have to come thinking we've got to put on a show. We can come in our vulnerability. God wants us to come with honesty and truthfulness. And I think already, actually, people at St. James, this is a safe place where people feel like they're able to do that. But I hope that grows even more over this coming year, that we can approach with a sincere heart. And secondly, that we can approach with full assurance. And I think the sincere heart comes out of full assurance because actually if we come with full assurance we can be secure in that and therefore we can open up our vulnerabilities and so God wants us to come with full assurance and then finally I want to ask the question what is our commitment to one another as we draw near well Hebrews 10:24 says this and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Now there's an interesting link with our vision focus from last year. I don't know if you remember, we did a series on the one another's. And so here it says, let us consider how we may spur one another on. And so I want to say actually there's a role that we each have in spurring one another on as we seek to grow and as we seek to go deeper in Jesus. Um, Over this past week, 
I've had a little DIY project. Um, I quite enjoy uh, making things every so often. And so I've been building something, building a, a log store with some pallets. Um, so I've got a load of pallets from an industrial estate. And uh, I, I, to, to actually use them, I needed to, to get them all apart. And my older two boys, um, Matthew and Nate, um, uh, came out and they saw what I was doing. And they were expressing an interest to be involved. And so I had a lump hammer there, I had a crowbar there, I had a pair of pliers there, and I had a claw hammer. I was like, hmm, which one do I give them? And so I gave them the claw hammer to hook out the nails. I thought, you know, that, that feels like the safest thing to do of all those things. And then by the end of the morning, they were using the lump hammer, the crowbar, the pliers, and the claw hammer. They were using it all, and they were getting those pallets apart as well. And I was just challenged in my heart um, Josh, you underestimated your boys practically with getting those uh, pallets apart. And it's very easy for you to underestimate your children in what they can bring spiritually. And then I just felt God blow that open to the whole church, you know, saying actually God wants to raise our expectations in terms of what we can all do, what we can all bring. And so as we spur one another on, he wants to spur us on to actually imagine far greater for ourselves but also far greater for each other can we expect more of each other in a positive way that actually helps us to grow and uh, the story doesn't end there because the next day or no, a couple of days later I was meeting with another church leader I was just talking over a bit about our vision for 2019 and he, he said to me I'm really excited about your your children's celebration slot because actually children and young people really feel need to feel they've got an ownership within the life of the church and as they feel more of an ownership they're more likely to stick around in the long term and we know all this but it was really good to hear this again and as, I, as he said this, he then said, you know, it's really good for the church to ask children to pray for them. And it's really good to ask children, what do you have to teach me? And I thought, okay, yeah, great. Um, so I went to my kids that evening and um, <clears throat> I said to them, you know, tonight I'm not going to read you a Bible story. Um, I didn't say this to Simi because he can't read yet, um, but um, to the others. And, and uh, and, and said, I, w- I want you to bring me a message. And they looked a bit confused and said, Daddy, you want me to, want me to bring you a message? What do you mean? Yeah, what, what have we got that we can teach you? And immediately as they said that, I just thought, actually, there's something about you know, how we sometimes act as adults, at least myself, that we can sometimes give off the idea that we know it all. But actually saying to my children, no, actually, you can teach me. And so I gave um, Jojo a passage from Philippians, and, um, and then Nate and Matthew went away as well, and we all got together on the bed and um, and, and Jojo, I said to Jojo, I got one of them to start the prayer, and then Jojo um, started to, to read from uh, Philippians, and then she said, you know, you know, I believe the message here is that God loves us, and he really wants to give us his peace. And, you know, if we feel anxious, we don't need to feel that anxiety, because actually he'll bring us peace. And then she went on to share, you know, how she's going up to Bluecoat uh, school next year, and she's feeling a bit anxious about going to secondary school. She said, you know, Dan, I'm feeling a bit anxious about that, but I know that I can bring that to God because he loves me, loves me and he can give me his peace and he can give me his love. I just thought, wow, <laughs> wow, that's amazing. And then, and then the, the Matthew and Nate started to share then about some things they were feeling a bit anxious about and, and, and we were just able to pray for each other in that. And, and then Nate and Matthew said, oh, daddy, we've got messages as well. We want to bring them. I said, actually, you're going to have to wait till another night because we haven't got time tonight. Um, but, but the next two nights, they each shared something as well. And, you know, it, it wasn't polished. It wasn't sort of finesse. But it was, there was a message there 
that they had to bring in that environment. And so I want us to, one, say, let's really invest in our children and young people and expect more of them. They have something to bring to us. But secondly, let's expect more from each other, that each one of us has a journey, each one of us has a a life lived out before Jesus that we can share with one another, that can help us grow. And this whole idea of next step, that it can be a, a... a dynamo, how, how often are you encouraged by hearing someone else's next step? I am, when I hear someone else's journey. And if I'm encouraged by someone else's next step, that encourages me to take a next step. And we all kind of work off each other. It becomes this wonderful dynamic within church life as, of us all taking next steps and growing in Jesus uh, together. And so I want to invite us on this journey together. I just want to finish up briefly to talk about the part that we can play in this vision. You know, vision is about us seeing an alternative picture for the future, and it's about us engaging together on that journey. And so uh, in uh, Ephesians we read, From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. This sense of us being a family and and a body together growing. And so we can all be part of this vision simply by turning up Sunday by Sunday and continuing to grow loving community as we seek to draw near, as we did last year. Also, as we meet together, part of this means preparing ourselves as we come to worship. Can I encourage us as we come on a Sunday to prepare ourselves as we enter into our worship service? And also considering how we can encourage each other to grow, as I was reading from that passage in Hebrews about spurring one another on to love and good deeds. We can be part of Draw Near by being part of a small group, reflecting individually and corporately as well about what our next step is in the Draw Near vision. We can also be part of this through engaging in the fresh opportunities that I've mentioned. And um, I've written a letter to everyone in the church and you'll get some details of those fresh opportunities and uh, get the details of what those are. Also, more details will come out in the newsletters as well. Also this morning, I want us to invite us, as we think about the Draw Near vision, uh, to think about how we can regularly support financially our ongoing ministry and mission as a church. Do you know what? One of the things that really encouraged me last year was the number of people who knew people who said, I want to become a regular giver at St. James because I really want to buy in to the vision here at this church. I love the fact we have over 120 people, uh, individuals and families, who come together to give money and make our ministry and mission possible. We wouldn't be able to do all the things we do unless we all work together to help resource what God is doing. And I know many of us here um, already give faithfully and sacrificially. And so I just want to outline some of the key facts for this year financially, just to help us get a picture of um, what things look like for this coming year. Um, Last year we had an income of uh, 185,000, and over this coming year we are looking at a projected spend of 193,000. Now 129,000 of that will need to come from our giving as church members. But amazingly, that's, um, that's about 60% of our overall income. We actually have a significant chunk of our income that comes from other sources. And we've done a lot of work over the last couple of years um, to increase our income from our um, hall lettings and also the house we own as a church as well. It's really great that we're, we're reaping some of that financially. 
Um, it's really important that we consider how we use our other resources effectively to help prioritize our mission as a church. And so to look at the shortfall there, this is how we can do it together. If those of us who are currently regularly giving are able to increase our giving by an average of 2.2%, and if five new individuals or families can start giving regularly to our church, we should be able to reach our target for 2019. Now, I realize for some of us this won't be possible, and I realize for some of us more than this may be possible, but I do believe together that God can really work through us to help us to realize our vision. I can speak for Ali and myself that we feel strongly that our giving to St. James is a real part of what it means for us to be part of the church community here and what it means to draw near over this coming year. For us, commitment to Jesus and the local church also means tithing our income month by month. So we give 10% of all our income um, to the local church. And we feel this models something of the sacrifice of Jesus, that Jesus has given everything. And so giving 10% back feels like a right way to show God our love and our worship. And I want to encourage all of us to be reflecting on what it is that God is calling us to do. What is the sacrifice that God is inviting us into? Can we respond with God's can we respond to God's great love for us that he's given to us so generously? Now, as I said, I've written to everyone in the church and uh, most of you will uh, receive a letter either by post or by hand. If you don't receive a letter, there will be some letters at the back of church for those of you who aren't on our, um, on our church mailing list. And uh, on those will be um, one of two invitations. The first will be for those who um, already are uh, planned givers Um, The invitation will be um, whether you would consider uh, reflecting on your current giving and whether you want to review that. Um, Again, we want people to do this in a prayerful way. We don't want to coerce or force, but we want to encourage. Um, People sometimes get a bit worried about when the vicar starts talking about money from the the front. Um, But someone reminded me that Jesus talked about it many, many times um, over his three-and-a-half-year ministry, and I tend to only speak about it uh, once, uh, once a year. And so that's the first thing. The second thing is as well, those who aren't on our planned giving scheme, will you consider being on our planned giving scheme to join those 120 other individuals and families to help resource our vision for 2019? Once you've uh, prayed about this and reflected on it, um, can I encourage you to bring your commitment uh, slip um, on the uh, 10th of February, which is Commitment Sunday, where we're joined together, really giving ourselves to God, both in terms of our financial giving, but also all of ourselves as we seek to give to this vision over 2019. And then I'll be updating the church on the 3rd of March about the overall level of response. We also, on the uh, 9th to 10th of uh, February, have a uh, day of prayer, 24 hours of prayer. We really encourage us to sign up to that for an hour, just a real opportunity for us to bathe the year in prayer as we have this new vision focus. So now, as I finish off, um, I want us all to think about how we can draw near to God in this wider vision focus uh, uh, to make committed followers of Jesus? What does it mean for us to draw near? I invite us to reflect personally what the next step is for us 
as we draw near. And so I just want to finish with these simple words from James chapter 4 and verse 8. Draw near to God and he will draw near to us. Amen.